back. Welcome back to the Hunter's Lounge. I'm Jalen. I am Jamie, and we both apologize for the background noise if you can hear it. We're having a heat wave, so we cannot turn off the AC. Yeah, it is so hot. We we were trying to film all all day long, all day long. But like every time we're like, well, we can't do it unless the AC is off. But it's like, what time is it? It's 7.30 right now. We're like, okay, well, we got things to do. We have stuff to do. <laughs> like, we both have to work tomorrow, so we need to, uh, we need to film, or record. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just trying to, to get everything squared away. And I gotta go get the dog, so I'll let Jalen take it for a second. Alright, so this week we are gonna be doing, um, commentary on... Um, Area 51 in that whole situation. Also, we're going to be talking about some some alien situations. I am going to be talking about um, paleo abductions, so abductions that um, happened before the 1960s, um, because around the 1960s is when um, alien abductions became a little bit more talked about and a little bit more popular, I guess you could say. And then I'm also going to be talking about um, ancient aliens in um, ancient times. Nice. I have a, um, well, I had some notes, but they got eaten by my computer. So I have a website <laughs> that I got most of my notes from, so I'm just going to wing it. And then we have a listener story. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, this whole, this whole, this whole episode is just <laughs> going down hill. It's a hot mess, but we're, we'll get it done. Um, we really like the whole Area 51, like the memes and everything. Uh-huh. I've been posting a lot on Instagram. So when it, when it first came out, like, Jamie, every five seconds, would send me a new meme to our group chat. Like, every first... She was on top of it. <laughs> I know. They're so good. And that's the best thing. Like, we do not recommend joining this raid. What we do recommend is joining the memes. The memes. Because <laughs> they're the best. Yes. They're so funny. Oh, my gosh. So, we should talk about um, Area 51 and um, how there's nothing there. Yeah, I don't think there's anything there. I think if there was, they have gotten rid of it. Mm-hmm. I literally don't think that there's anything yeah. left. Also, don't think you should raid because the military has a lot of weapons. Yeah, like it's a it's a military it's a military base. So that's like, what is it called? Like civil terrorism or it's domestic terrorism. D- domestic terror. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what are you doing? Like, is there gonna be like? Oh my goodness, I don't know. It's craziness. It totally is. So yeah, I don't. I don't recommend going there at all. Um, you should not. You should stay home. <laughs> you should stay. Home. No, just watch all the people from your news TV. <laughs> yes, watch it from the news and do not go there yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh. So who should go first? So um, I can go first. I think you should, so I can review. Okay. The story that was lost. The story that was lost. Yeah, and I guess her. Her computer crashed, and her notes are... My notes died. Died. Yeah. Dead. Um, okay, so I, um, wanted to do, um, abductions that, um, happened before the 1960s, which, um, are called paleo abductions. There's a lot of abductions that, um, have happened in the past ancient times, um, claims and books and whatnot. It comes from, I think the... I guess most modern, but like latest abduction would be in the 1857, and um, 
but it ranges from 1960 to 1857, and so let's get started. Um, so. The you know the more popular, more famous ones were the Antonia Villas Boas case in 1957, and the 1947 UFO claimed by the pilot Kenneth Arnold. Um, so a few of the um, more like older cases would be um, abduction was re reported in closely. Oh, the mystery of the airships uh, in the late 19th century. So I'll read about the mystery of the airships in a second, but this one is Cornell H.G. Shaw account was published in the Stockton, California Daily Mail in 1897. Um, Shaw claimed that he and a friend were harassed by three tall, slender humanoids whose bodies were covered with fine, downy hair. The big, that, that sounds like a, um, a Bigfoot. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Um, the beings tried to accost or kidnap Shaw and his friend who were able to fight them off. These mystery airships, as said before, um, they were called mystery airships or phantom airships and are a class of unidentified flying objects, so yeah, the UFOs, best known for a series of newspaper reports originating in the western United States spreading east during the 18 during 1896 and early 1897 according to re researcher Jerome Clark airship sightings reported reported worldwide during the 1880s and the 1890s so around this time that there was a lot of um, sightings of these UFOs in the 1880s, 1890s, and there's a lot of recordings in the in the mail and people writing about them. Um, so I forget where I, I was. Where it was. Um, but the wave began in California in November in 1896 was the most extremely covered by the press and is in as far known the best. Um, mystery airships reports are seen as cultural predecessor to modern claims of extraterrestrial piloted flying saucer style UFOs. Um, typical airships reports from California in late 1896 involved in nighttime sightings of unidentified slow moving lights, often described as bright as locomotive, headlamp, or an electric arc light. Other accounts describe faster moving lights sometimes flashing various colors, red, green, and white being the most commonly seen. Reports of daylight sightings were initially rare, um, but became more common as the wave of progressed eastward in early 1897. These objects were sometimes described as cigar or sausage-shaped or compare, uh, uh, comparable in appearance to um, like airships. So yeah, pretty much. So um, around that time, so pretty much that whole like blurb is saying like, hey, in the 1880s, 1890s, this is when we started getting a lot of reports and a lot of you know sightings of these lights and these unidentified objects in the in the sky. So mm -hmm. around then is when um, UFOs became more talked about. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so. 
we're going to talk about the um, more or lesser known um, before, so the paleo abductions. Um, we all have heard all of the abductions, the, you know, the super popular abduction stories that have happened recently, yeah. in recent times. Um, but in um, 1923, an American writer, James Charles Fort, uh, speculated that extraterrestrial beings might have kidnapped humans. One supposes that if an extra mundane vessels have sometimes come close to this Earth, then sailing away, ter ter terrestrial astronauts may have occasionally left this Earth or may have been seized and carried away from this Earth. Um, also in the 1951 case of Fred Reagan um, was publicized by the Flying Saucer Review in the late 1960s. Based on these news, clippings from 1952, Reagan claimed that he had been Piling his small airplane, which was struck by a UFO, the occupants, who resembled metallic stalks of asparagus. Oh my god. <laughs> um, apologize and try to cure Reagan's cancer. Um, Reagan reportedly died of a brain disorder not long after the alleged UFO encounter. Which is kind of interesting. A brain um, disorder after he claims that... Um, right. They try to cure his cancer. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Um, so also in 1954, Paris Match printed a story said to have occurred in 1921 when the anonymous writer was a child. The writer claimed to have been snatched by two tall men who wore helmets and diving suits who took the boy to an oddly shaped tank before being released. Rogerson calls the story the earliest known abduction survivor report. Um, in 1958, a letter to the NICAP asserted that two U.S. Army soldiers witnessed two bright lights near their base. The soldiers had a strange sense of disassociation and found themselves in a new location, with no memory of how they arrived there. Uh, Rogerson writes that the publication of Harl Harold T. Willikins, Flying Saucers, declared that two contactees had disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Wilkins reported speculation that the duo were victims of the alleged abduction by flying saucers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the so-called Shaver Mystery of 1940s has some similarities to later abduction accounts as well with sinister beings said to be kidnapping and torturing people. Rogerson writes that John Robertson, a friend of Eufoli, blah blah blah, Jim Morrissey, made a 1957 appearance on John Nibble's popular overnight radio program to tell a dramatically spooky, if not very plausible, abduction tale um, related to the Shaver mystery. Robinson claimed that a friend of his had been held captive by the evil Duros, Duros beneath the earth and had been a victim of short mind control via earphones. Um, Rogerson writes that in his unlikely tale that we first encountered the implants and other abductionalist staples. So around this, around um, 1957, is when we start hearing like the implants and, you know, mm -hmm. the 
probing and that's when <laughs> that's when all of this stuff starts to happen this like more like oh they it's invasive they yeah it's more invasive now they're like actually they're touching you they're doing stuff to you and then letting mm-hmm. you go so that's a little bit of how how aliens kind of come to be now so it's the sightings in the 1880s and 1890s where it started oh we see lights oh we see the shape blah 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 and then now we have the I think it was the 1940s where it was the abductions when they were kids and then they yeah. come back those and then in the 57 1957 that's when it was more invasive and probings and in all of that stuff yeah um and then we have a few of the um aliens in ancient histories like um ancient sumerians yeah like mm-hmm. um those but i'm the the buildings and stuff that people think that they've made like the pyramids and yes so the nazca lines the Sacsayhuaman. i don't know how to say it those nazca lines are in south aren't they so in the southeast lima that's what i thought so they're uh-huh. they're and they're when you look at them especially aerial photos it's really hard to understand how someone without technology could do that. Yeah. Because they're exact. So I'll start off with the sexy mon- or sexy human, um, like fortress. So it's um, located in old Inca capital of Cusco. Um, the fortress rests in the Peruvian Andes. Um, in case you don't know what they are, they are these huge, enormous stone-cut, chiseled rocks stacked up on top of each other. All fitting in perfect jigs- in a perfect jigsaw fashion. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the wall is over a thousand years old, and the interlocking rocks weigh about three hundred and sixty tons each. And they were carried Whoa. they were carried more than twenty miles before being lifted and put into place with laser like precision. That's just weird. I mean, we would have a hard time doing that today. Uh huh. And it says it is believed that the ancient civilization. The ancient civilization might have had some extra extraterrestrial help building this. I feel like like if you look at it, if you look at it, it looks it's beautiful first of all, and it's perfect, and it, it's amazing. It's like wow, that like that's super cool. But yeah. then you think about it, it's like how like would you be able to make that in these like yeah. I don't know, it's, it's crazy. Weird. I know they talk about that on the island. I think it's Easter Island. Yeah, Easter Island is one of them. they talk about those um, statues because they're extremely heavy, but they're not that heavy. Mm -hmm. So the Nazca Lines um, are on a dry plain about 200 miles away from southeast Lima. Um, They are more than 800 miles long, straight white lines um, etched into the Peruvian desert. Seemingly random at first, um, but then when you look at them, they they make 300 geometric shapes, 70 figures of animals, including a spider, monkey, and hummingbird. Mm-hmm. Um, the longest of the lines run straight at, as a straight arrow for miles. Um, the biggest shapes etch, or stretch clearly um, 1,200 feet across and are best viewed from above. Um, scientists speculate that they are around 2 millennia old. Initially uh, suspected to be aligned with constellations or solstices, but in most recent work suggests that Nazca lines point to ceremonial or ritual sites related to water and fertility. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, I've seen them before, and it just blows my mind that it's, they're so perfect on such a vast 
distance. Yeah, if you look at the, the spider, is super cool too. Yeah, and it's like how do you, how would how you, did they do that without any technology? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then so just like outside Cairo in Giza, the most famous of Egypt's pyramids rise from the desert. They were built more than 4,500 years ago. The pyramids at Giza are monumental tombs where ancient queens and pharaohs were buried. Obviously, we know all this information. Yeah. Um, but how exactly did they build them? Um, the Great Pyramid is made of millions of precisely cut stones weighing at least two tons each. So each stone is two tons. Like, can you think, like, two tons? That's really heavy. Each stone. Um... Even with today's cranes and other construction equipments, building a pyramid as big as that of a pharaoh's would be formi a formidable challenge. Um, there are even astronom astronomical configuration of the pyramids, which is said to align with the stars in Orion's belt. That's crazy. Yeah. So and also extremely cool. <laughs> it's so cool and also very crazy. Yeah. Um, as well as alien theorists often point to the fact that these three pyramids are in way better shape than other built centuries later. So, like, come on. Like, why is this one so perfect? Aliens made it. Come on. Um, so, yeah, and then there's Stonehenge. Um, it's a huge circle of stones, um, some weighing as much as 50 tons, sits in the English countryside outside of Salisbury, known as Stonehenge. The Neolithic monument inspired Swiss author Eric von Duncan to suggest it was a model of the solar system and that also functioned as an alien landing pad, which is pretty rad. An alien landing pad, that's <laughs> awesome. You know, we have a little Stonehenge in the gorge. Do we? Yeah, it's on the Washington side. We'll Who made it? it? It's man-made. It was man-made. Yeah, it was man-made, but you can still go up to it and it's cool. <laughs> So, no one knows what exactly the meaning of the Stonehenge is, but with other sites in this collection, the explanation is not aliens. Instead, scientists have demonstrated that it's possible to build such a thing using technologies that would have been around 5,000 years ago when the earliest structures at the site were built. Which, whatever, I don't believe that. Like, if you look at them, if they were 50, 50 tons each, back in whenever, like, okay, whatever. They'd have to have a really, I mean, they could do it with the right amount of pulleys and, like, a system, but it would take, I mean, they also had a lot of people that they could make and force do work for them. Yeah. And they weren't, like, super awesome to animals, so I'm sure they probably got it done. They probably, a lot of people died. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, what is the point of that? They're like, oh, let's build a circle of rocks heavy rocks i mean it's hard to say they could have thought it i mean it could have been a religious thing it could have been i mean who knows like what their reasoning behind it was yeah we have the easter islands which are super cool like carved so amazing like i want to see them they're yeah. amazing they look really cool um easter islands fleet of large stone figures pretty much follow the same narrative as the other sites described here um how do they pretty much do this? <laughs> they carved from stone. Nearly 900 human figures are sprinkled across the flanks of the island extinct volcanoes. The figures average 13 feet tall and weigh 14 tons and appear to have been chiseled from soft volcanic t 
tough found on the Rano Riku quarry. Riku. Um, there are more than 400 statues are still in various states of construction. So around, there's 900 of them, 900 of them, 400 of them are still in like, were still being built pretty much when they were, yeah. Wow. Um, with some completed figures waiting transportation to their intended resting place. Um, so pretty much they're just these big rocks that no one knows what the point of them were for. Yeah, and they're all like, I don't know, it's kind of, they just all look the same. Mm-hmm. Kind of, so it's it's a little bit weird that they got them all. Yep, and then the last one is just the um, faces on Mars. Um, if you look at some pictures, it looks like like their actual face like carved into like the, you know, kind of like the Nazca lines. Whereas you like look up, mm-hmm. you could see faces in it, and scientists are just like, "Oh, it's just shadows, blah blah blah." But like if you look at them, they're like they're pretty good. But yeah, I feel like that one was just an out of focus photo. <laughs> that was just like a really bad telescope. There's not a face on Mars. I don't feel. I think that it's just a bad, a bad photo. We've gotten new equipment and new um, telescopes, and they've shown that it's just a bump. But, like, how rad would that be? It would be cool, and humans are designed to see faces and things all the time. So we always would, like, that's why we see stuff in clouds. Um, it would be rad, but I, I think that one's just a mound yeah. that was out of focus in a picture. Because the picture looks like a face. It does. When you look at the old one, but then when you look at the new one, it just looks like a mound. Yeah. So. Yeah. That one. Oh, no. I lost my notes again. There we go. I lost my website. My notes are gone, but my website was gone. <laughs> so what did you do today? So I wanted to talk about Roswell. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of people don't. A lot of people talk about, um, like, um, Kenneth Arnold. Mm-hmm. Or I think that was his first name. But, like, they talk about him. They talk about Bonnie or Betty Hill. Yeah. Betty Hill I, and I her know husband. Who, yeah. yeah. They talk about them, they talk about a lot, and I just don't, I feel like the reason they do is because there's so much documentation, so I kind of wanted to talk about, um, about Roswell, because I feel like that is one of the, it's kind of like where a lot of people have gotten their thrill for aliens, it seems like. Uh I remember when I was a kid, my dad had all these videos about Roswell and, like, alien, um, it was like a they did an autopsy on this alien. I think it might have been called Alien Autopsy. It was this old VHS tape, and it scared me to death when I was small, and I watched it, but it obviously was fake. (laughs) But it was still cool. Um, So in 1947, there was a rancher who was... uh, He had a sheep pasture outside of Roswell, New Mexico, and he found this debris, and he couldn't figure out what it was. So Mm -hmm. he was like, "I I don't know what this is. So he's like, I should probably tell somebody. So, officials from the local Air Force base said that it was a crashed weather balloon. Mm. Which... All the time. ...is the typical answer. That's the typical answer every single... It's a crashed weather balloon every single time. Every time. Exactly. And so, a lot of people, though, thought that it was an extraterrestrial flying saucer. Um, And so, there was a series of these, like, super top secret dummy drops that happened over New Mexico in the 1950s. And that made people more paranoid because the government actually was dropping stuff, but people weren't really aware of it and they didn't really trust that the government was going to tell them the whole truth about it. Yeah. So, um, 
50 years after the story of this mysterious debris came out, the U.S. military issued a report linking the incident to a top-secret atomic espionage project called Project Mogul. Still, many people continue to embrace the UFO theory, and there's hundreds of people that look at the crash site every year in Roswell. Um, And so this, when the rancher, who his name was Mac, found it, it was pretty close to Independence Day, so it was like July-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he saw was a mess of metallic sticks held together with tape, chunks of plastic and foil reflectors, and scraps of a heavy, glossy paper-like material. Now, I'm going to take issue with the fact that if aliens are going through space, they're probably not going to use tape. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I think that's, like, what he wanted to see. That's yeah. put in his mind. Because that's what he sees and. Well, and it probably looked very foreign. I mean, this would be back in 1947, so this is before a lot of media, so yeah. he just probably didn't understand what he saw, or, or who um, knows. Okay. Um, so he called the Roswell Sheriff, and the Sheriff was like, I need to call the Air, the Air Force Base. I need to figure out what's going I on. I need to call the Air Force Base. Exactly. I'm getting on that. I'm getting on the horn. I see them aliens. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go get them aliens. Right, right outside my house. <laughs> so these soldiers, like, it was a really, like, an operation. Like, they fanned out across his field and his pasture. They gathered up all the debris and they took it away in armored trucks. Uh-huh. So they were like, Legit. Yeah. I mean, this was not a drill. It wasn't a weather balloon. No. This was not a drill. Like, they were capturing whatever they put out there. Just imagine. Imagine, like, a bunch of, like, tanks coming coming to pick up a weather balloon. Oh, my God. I'd be like, what is in this weather balloon and why have I been exposed to it? I would be like, um, what am I paying the government to do? Clean up weather balloons? I would be like, I want my Geiger counter because I need to know if I've been irradiated. I need to know how much time I have left. (laughs) So, um, one interesting thing to note is that Project Mogul, they actually invented a lot of high-tech materials for the weather balloons they did put out and crash on purpose. Mm -hmm. And some of those materials um, were ultra lightweight and ultra strong metals, fiber optic cables, and fireproof fabric. Um, and that's part of the reason why people thought it might have come from outer space because it really didn't look like anything they'd ever seen before because it yeah. wasn't. And some of the materials that they made are actually still used today. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so on July 8th, the... Um, RAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region was the top story in the Roswell Daily Record. But was it true? Of course, right? Mm-hmm. So then on July 9th, the Air Force official, an Air Force official clarified the paper's report and said the alleged flying saucer was only a crashed weather balloon. However, to anyone who saw the debris or newspaper photographs of it, it was clear that whatever this thing was, it wasn't a weather balloon. So whatever they crashed, it was something else. Uh Um, Some people believed and still believe that the crashed vehicle was from outer space. That was like the biggest, the biggest thing. Um, So they totally, I I think it was just the secrecy. It's just, it's like just something that they didn't want anyone to know, like a secret situation that the government was using. Exactly. And so, um, then it com- comes to find out that the, um, ultra, they use these ultra sturdy high altitude balloons to carry low frequency sound sensors into the, uh, 
tropopause, which is a faraway part of the Earth's atmosphere that acts like a sound channel. In this part of the atmosphere, sound waves can travel for thousands of miles without interference, much like under the ocean. So scientists thought if they put microphones into the sound channel, they could eavesdrop on nuclear tests as far away as the Soviet Union. So we were trying to spy on Russia. We were. Um, and so according to the military, the debris that um, Mac found in his field was uh, the remainder of a 700 foot long string of neoprene balloons, radar reflectors for tracking and sonic equipment that they had um, launched from Alamogorado base in June. That makes sense. And like, so, I mean, that, that makes, makes more sense, sense than a weather balloon, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, why they would be like, it's just a weather balloon, like, then they would be so, you know, eager to, like, collect it. Exactly. And so, they put it out in June, and it crashed in July-ish. So, um, they're thinking that because the project was so highly classified, no one at the Roswell base knew what was going on. So when they came, that's why they were freaking out. They didn't know what they were actually picking up, and they may not have even seen the material before. Oh. Yeah. So they were probably So they like, probably thought it was aliens, too. They're like, oh, my God, <laughs> they're freaking out. And so what they were worried, actually, that this wreckage came from a Russian spy plane or a satellite. Oh. So they were freaking out, and they didn't want to tell anyone that. They didn't want to tell the public. Um, so that's why they came up with the weather balloon story. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. And then it's also like today and like even in 2019, a lot of people still think that the Roswell, New Mexico story is like one of the first crash landed, like aliens were there. They took them from Roswell to Area 51 and they did experiments and they filmed the alien autopsy video that's not real. Uh-huh. Um, and so basically in uh, 1994, the Pentagon declassified most of its files that surround Project Mughal and the dummy drops and all that stuff like they came out with it that's why we know there was a 700 foot you know thing they were trying to use to fling sound in our atmosphere so um, but even still like even after all of that people still continue to think that it was in fact a actual crash landed alien with tape Mm -hmm. there was tape tape? I'm assuming it was ducked if you, if you, yeah, duct tape, obviously. <laughs> if, you're, if you're flying light years, what better tape? What better tape to use? Duct tape. Exactly. You know what? I'm pretty sure on the Millenni- Millennium Falcon, they had duct tape on there. Everywhere. That, everywhere. <laughs> that hunk of junk <laughs> was barely hanging together. Chewy, give me the duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the noise. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we'll edit that out. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to move it. <laughs> no, we'll edit it out and put two, two His actual <laughs> noise. Let me see if I can find it so I can redeem myself. You can redeem yourself. Right? I can't do it. My brother can do it. I can't do it. Let's see. <laughs> there we go. It was very short. It was yes, very short. It. Yeah. So that was my, uh, my Roswell information, which I thought was interesting just because I think a lot of people still really think that was an alien crash, yeah. and it wasn't. And I know that's probably killing some people's mojo as far as, like, the whole Area 51 thing, but it just stands to reason they don't have aliens in Area 51, I don't feel. If they actually if ever they had, had anything, they Area, moved it. They moved it a long time ago. Yeah. Like, Area 51's been was, popular for so yeah, long. If there's an Area 51, we won't know it about. We won't know about it. We no. We won't know where it is. We won't. 
You know what? It's probably on Mars. It's with that Mars. that one guy, the guy that said he knew all the alien, all the presidents, all the aliens, all the presidents. <laughs> he knows all the aliens. <laughs> he knows all the aliens. No, um, I can't. Basiago, Andrew Basiago. He's like he says he's a time traveler, and then he time traveled when he was young. Ooh. And that he knows all the, like, that Barack Obama went by a different name and was on Mars. Oh. And he was there with him. And so nice. that's that's where they've put the base, we right? Should do, we should do an episode <laughs> on time travel. We should, yeah. I think we should. That Basiago guy, if you guys are curious, actually has a website. It's crazy. And he thinks he's going to be president by 2028, so. 2028. Yeah, he says that's. And I'm, you know, I'm like, he put it far enough away, but, like, 2028's yeah. coming, brother. It is. So. Um. <laughs> If, if he's offering some good things, I just might go for it. Right, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. we, we want to know. Gonna we want to know. know about them I'm, aliens. I'm not voting for no chump, though. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a time traveler, we'll see. We'll see. We'll <laughs> he's a time traveling Martian. So, our listener story, um, let me find, because. I sent it to myself, and I think I might have lost it. Here's the um, my watch just did, I didn't even touch it, and it literally just searched for the Bermuda Triangle. I just looked down and it said, Bermuda Triangle, da da da. No, I didn't actually search for that, but apparently what? we need to do an episode on the Bermuda Triangle. I guess that's a sign. You have to it's do a sign. Episode. Exactly. That's funny. What is our next week's, um, I forget. Aliens. Oh, I think we're going to be doing The Call to the Void, so if you guys are um, interested in that, you don't know what Call, call to the Void is, um, well, listen. <laughs> yes. Okay, I found the story. Sorry, I sent it to myself, and it's from my work email, so I couldn't find it. So, um, this was not written by me. This was sent in, so I'm not going to use names or anything, um just because they don't want anything identifying. But I I just want everyone to know that if there's any um, grammatical errors, it wasn't me. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think there are. But um, I'm going to read it in first person because that's how it was sent. So that's really the reason. I was just teasing because the person that wrote this listens, and so I just wanted to be a okay. jerk. <laughs> Yes, thank you. So it starts off um, and says, I look outside and see something that seems to be hella bright or illuminated. I wipe my eyes, put on my glasses and look again. I tell my ex, I know this sounds crazy as hell, but it looks like an effing spaceship. It looks like an effing spaceship. Right? We need to put that on a shirt. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, that's the same thing I was thinking, but I didn't want you to think I was crazy, which I feel like all, like when yeah. something really is really happening, yeah. that's what you think. You're just like, yeah. I don't want you to think I'm nuts, yeah. so I'm going to pretend I'm like I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's actually happening, I'm just saying things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, um, then it, so I didn't want you to think I was crazy and I told him no way. I went to another room to take his peek and sure enough, more definition and it still looks like a UFO. So he says he's going to take a look outside, and then in parentheses, like a regular white person, rolling on the floor laughing, and I'm like, of course, like, yeah. <laughs> sing me the song of my people, because I'm the moron that would go outside. <laughs> and I'm like, um, you can go outside, tell me how it was. Exactly, yeah. 
And so then uh, I tell him, no, I'm calling the police. I call the police. And of course they don't, I don't want them to think I'm crazy or on drugs. So I say, I know this sounds crazy, but it looks like there's a UFO outside the house and near the field. <laughs> a hu- in a huge cornfield that's behind the house. So it's like three baseball fields. Cornfield? Yeah. Why? Children Every are in the cornfield. Time. I know. Cornfields? I know. Why do they like cornfields? I, I watch signs and I don't know. All I got out of that was tinfoil in a closet and an asthma attack. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's that's how they communicate directions, I think, is what the theory is. That's how they they tell other aliens how to drive there in their duct tape spaceship. Um, so uh da-da, and then it says it feels like someone was knocking on the door before I even got the words out of my mouth all the way. And then um it says I this person doesn't think there was any missing time per se um doesn't even feel like the police from her hometown are the ones that showed up so um this person knew most of the people that lived in the hometown and when the cops that showed up it it was like oh it's like the men in black like the men in black black yeah so they weren't in suits or anything like that. They didn't look like the ones, like, they didn't look like all robotic. They were undercover men in black. They looked like normal, like, Terminator, normal people. Um, They took two statements for about 15 to 20 minutes, and then they went out back to investigate. And when they walked back there, um, they asked, is this what you saw? Trying to convince them that it was a rail car. Um, And then... Basically, there was, a, like, a rail car out there, and they tried to, they tried to, like, convince her that that's what it was, and it wasn't. Like, they, they don't know what they saw. They don't know who these people were so that showed up. So, they saw this light. She was, to her partner, like, did you see this light? Too? Yeah. They were like, um, yeah, I thought I was crazy, and then they called the cops, and then the cops were like. Cops that they don't know show yeah, up in an extremely like, small um, town. No. It was a rail car. Anything, it was this. It was a rail car, Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because it's like, well, what was it? And then it makes sense. Like, maybe it was just a government, you know, like some type of government technology they don't want you to see. And they're going to try to be like, no, that's not what it is. And send military people. That makes no sense, though. Why would you send it in a residential area where people can't see it? The only thing I can think of. bases and things to test shit out on. Why are you doing it in residential areas? They probably didn't mean to. Or they thought that they couldn't, that there was no one there. Or maybe they're trying to see, like, what people think of it. Like, oh, what what are the reports that we're going to get? Like, what are they going to say they saw? Aliens, obviously. Because if everybody thinks it's aliens, then they can do whatever they want. And no one's paying attention. Mm-hmm. So, I think most of the time that people see things in the sky, I think it's honestly um, military yeah. technology. Yeah. I think so, too. Because if the aliens are smart enough to come here... <laughs> I feel like they might not yeah. fly I think, their UFOs. I feel like they'd be UFOs, like, to be discreet about it. Right? <laughs> if aliens on Earth, they're controlling us right now. Yeah. <laughs> they're like cruising down the street in my they UFO. <laughs> Jocking the bitches. Slapping. Abducting the hoes. Oh, okay. Abducting the hoes. <laughs> we yeah. also have that on a t-shirt. We do. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yep. That's our... our story our listener story and that's that's all i got oh no doesn't it go cruising my street in my six floor uh probing the bitches oh probing the bitches bitches. no it's in the ufo not the six Uh, floor yeah ufo probing the bitches bitches. abducting Abducting the the hoes (laughs) yeah 
We need that. We wanted to slap someone. We wanted to slap aliens someone. wanted to slap because they're upset. <laughs> they're upset. <laughs> About Area 51. <laughs> oh, I saw this really funny, um, this really, I forget what it was. It was a video, and it was, um, I forget. Okay, so this lady walking into the door, and it was like, oh, um, Area 51 raid, and then it was, um, the guards. Oh, shit, I can't remember. It was funny, though. We'll have to find it and post it. I'll post some more. I'll post some more. Yeah. And we'll, if you guys like aliens, we'll do more about aliens, too. Because there's a lot of there's stories. So there's so much that can be done. Sorry so. that today was a little bit miscombobulated. I know. This was a little bit weird. And I'm sorry for the background noise. Um, but you guys should find us on Instagram at the Hunter's Lounge Podcast. Yes. And then Jalen does Twitter more. And that's yeah. at HLPod. And then we've got the Hunter's Lounge at uh, gmail.com. Yes. Send in your stories, please. Exactly. And then um, we just want to give a big shout out to everyone that listens. You should find us. We're on iTunes. You can give us a like, give us a rating. Um, yeah. yeah. Sweet. All right. Peace out. Don't get abducted. <laughs> and if you do, tell us about it. But yes. don't like, don't try tell to get abducted. Like, don't yes. do it in per- on purpose to like send us a story. Yeah. But like, you know, low key, if you do, you should just let us know. Just about like it. low key, just, yeah. just send us about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>